Don't you have enough on your plate already? Is a mom, entrepreneur, a career woman, a wife, a friend, a sister? Oh, I do. So, how would you like to ditch your never-ending to-do lists? Learn how to focus on effort and not tasks completed, and finally start winning your days. This is how top performers in the world operate. My guest today is Andrea Freeman, a business and mindful coach who shares with us how to start winning your days, not from the to-do list accomplishment high that we all get by checking off the boxes, but actually from feeling internally completed. So join us on this conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the one percent wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey, helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity. Get actionable tips and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sherbunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses! Anna's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, we're talking about peak performance habits for busy moms. I'm excited for our guest today. Andrea Friedman, and I wanted to give her a little introduction before we start. But as I'm talking about how she started on this path, I want you to think about what would it take for you to operate at your peak performance. Andrea Friedman started her first business when she was 12 years old. Three businesses later, and a lot of learning, she was hosting red carpet celebrities in her event planning business. But she felt unfulfilled. She said to herself, "There must be a better way." That pivotal moment prompted a soulful search. Today, she is the creative host to Life Accelerator and Uplevel Entrepreneur Podcast. Andrea uses her successful track record as a business owner to help entrepreneurs align their purpose, create results with greater ease, and make lasting impact in the world. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited. I'm very curious around all the kind of work that you're doing with entrepreneurs, especially since you worked with celebrities a lot. So that's that's really cool. So can we get into getting to know you a little bit more and share your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a business owner. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. You know, I'm just a regular old human being over here trying to live my best life and. You know what I do for work is that I'm a mindful business coach. So what that means is that I work with entrepreneurs and business owners who are ready to scale their business and want to do it with a lot of ease and without the risk of burning out. Right? Some people who have experienced maybe some initial success, they've gotten to some big milestones for themselves, and they're ready to take their message far and wide. But it took a lot of work to get to where they are right now, and they don't want the next level of growth to feel like so much hard work. They're tired of sacrificing their time for the things that they love. Right? Most often, their time with family for always working. So that's what I specialize in. That sounds really good because I can relate to that so much. <laughs> that is probably the reason why we connected here today. Because yes, 
But I'm also very intrigued around this topic that we have today for our conversation is peak performance. I personally, and I know a lot of our listeners or all of our listeners for that, you know, for the matter of fact, want to operate at peak performance, but it does take a lot of work, a lot of work internally, a lot of work externally. So can we define a word? Let's talk about what does it actually mean to have this peak performance? Mm. Yeah, such a great question. Let's just have this like foundation of agreement about what conversation we're about to have here. So for me, peak performance, and I feel like everybody has to really look inside themselves for this answer. A lot of the work that I do with people is about being able to turn inward, to trust their intuition, to trust their inner wisdom. So I think peak performance is different for everybody, probably on different days, and it's certainly different from person to person. But what I think of when I think of peak performance is really being able to feel like at the end of the day, I gave it everything I have, but it didn't take everything I have. Does that make sense? Like I still have my own power. I still have my own fulfillment. I still have my own satisfaction, right? I filled up with all of those feelings, yet I've achieved what it is I set out to accomplish for that day. And so peak performance over the long haul is about being able to continue to show up in the face of anything that's going on around you, whatever the circumstances look like, and feel like you got to give your best, you got to challenge yourself, you got to use all your creative gifts, but without leaving you depleted or feeling wiped out. Yes, I know. That's the, the wiped out being depleted at the end of the day. It's like, is the feeling that is so satisfying on all levels, but you know, a lot of times it's like, okay, you've got to pick yourself up because there's going to be more the next day. It's funny. I'll, I'll share this real quick. My son is two years and nine months old. And so he's, he's starting to get into that understanding concept of feelings and, you know, and kind of, you know, asking questions around it. And so, you know, as we go a day from day to day, he starts to ask questions like, are you tired? Are you happy? Are you sad? You know, so it's funny, like in the evening, sometimes he would, you know, and I know the time when he's supposed to be going to bed, but a lot of times it's like, okay, I can get you into bed. And so I, you know, I would tend to sit on the couch and he's like, mommy, are you tired? And it's like, yes, my physical body is tired, right? But it's like, my mind is going in like a a thousand miles a minute trying to figure out all these things. And I know a lot of you can relate, like you can be physically tired and like you've given your best. But like, yeah. So anyway, this was just funny. Like, do you really understand what it is to be tired (laughs) versus, right? Versus being exhausted mentally. So how to kind of continue on that conversation, where do we begin the work as we think about, all right, how do we operate at these, you know, higher levels with everything that's going on, especially, you know, if you're running a household, you have kids that you you know, taking care of, you have a business, you and I both have businesses. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's like, sometimes you think like, how can I even possibly accomplish all of this? Yeah. Yeah. Such a great question. Cause we all have very full to-do lists, right? And sometimes the measure of success can start to look like how many things did I check off that list today? Right. And, you know, that can kind of give us a certain amount of zing for a while, but usually the shine of that starts to wear off pretty quickly. And we either start making these massive to-do lists, which are just like totally not based in reality and set us up for this feeling of like not being successful, or we start to under-promise so we feel like we're winning, right? 
And so I really am talking about throwing the to-do list model out the window and really looking at a way of being in your life. Now, I created what I call the host your life method. And I created that when I was in my event planning business, when I was honestly, when I was a new mom, when I was having to look at that balance of energy and effort and output that was going into my business and also that was going into being a new mom and looking at that reconciliation of, you know, what is really going to be the most kind of bang for my buck energetically. And I started to look around. I had the privilege as an event planner who was working with people at really high levels of success and achievement and kind of notice the common threads. So I call it the host your life method because there's like basically two ways that I say you can be in your life and in your business. You could be a guest, like a guest at a party, right? And when you're a guest at a party, you don't really get to have a say about who's invited or the food that's served or what music is playing, right? Like if you're a guest, you just take what's offered. And that's when life is just coming at you, right? And you're just like responding in the moment to, you know, whatever. But like, you're very much at the effect of the circumstances. That's what it looks like to be a guest. Or you could choose to step into the role of being a host. And when you're a host at a party, you have a say in everything, right? And you get to create something that's authentically yours, something that's a true representation of who you are, your core values, what matters most to you. And so when you do that, what it means to embody that role as a host is that you are going to H, you're going to honor your why, and you're going to create something that calls you forth, that gives you a bigger container to fit all of your projects and all of your to-dos into, right? That higher level vision for what your life is about. And then you are going to own who you truly are. That's the O. You're going to stop looking at like all the reasons that you tell yourself why you can't have what you want or why you can't do what you want to do, right? You're going to tap into your true power as a human being. And after that, it's going to take a little bit of usually some mindset work, right? Because owning who you are, stepping into a higher vision for yourself, really takes shifting your perspective. So that's what the S is. You're going to shift your perspective. And that's whatever systems, practices, strategies you need to use to be able to keep yourself in that higher vibe place so that you can relate to yourself as someone who's capable, not giving into that overwhelm, overthinking, second guessing, all of that. And when you get through those phases, you end up really feeling called to share who you are more fully with the world. So you're called to take inspired action. So that's what the T is. So it's like a quick little thing. I felt like it was really cute to be able to look like, wait a second, right now it's like off, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like where am I hosting and where am I not? Like what do I need to shift? What do I? What would kind of pull me out of this way of being if I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed and call me forward to be my best version of myself? I like that a lot. So when you look at the at the framework, right? How do you actually know? Like when you look at your day-to-day life, right? And sometimes it's like Fridays, we were just talking about this before we started recording. Like Fridays is is tend to be the day where we record podcasts and do some of this catch-up before we start the weekend. So when you look at your day, how do you know that you actually like are hitting that high zone of, you know, operating at the high level? 
like, how do you judge yourself? Is there, is there mm-hmm. a way to, to tell? Yeah. So I have a whole like time management system that I teach to all of my clients. And it's really that whole idea of like getting everything done. We have to kind of throw that out the window, like throw it where we threw the to-do list, right? Like that is gone. So what I encourage my clients to do is to make promises to themselves, like that, that our level of success and satisfaction that we feel with ourselves is really based on how much we trust ourselves, right? So the more things we put onto our to-do list, the more things we cram into our calendar where we don't get to complete the task, we end up feeling this feeling of like disappointment in ourselves and like, oh, I can't trust myself to do the things I said I was going to do, right? And that kind of slowly chips away at our self-confidence. So I'm not saying to put tasks into your day, whether it's a list or whether it's your calendar, in a way that's like about the the full and complete tasks. Sometimes it's about how much time do I have to give to this project today? And how much am I going, how focused and how sustained can my effort be for the amount of time that I promised myself I would do it? So for example, if I want to do something around the house, right? Like I'm managing all of the things that I'm doing in my business, but like I'm getting ready for I don't know, I'm entertaining people this weekend, right? Like one thing that probably needs to happen is I need to like straighten up. Well, I'm not gonna put clean the house on my list, right? I'm gonna put like one thing that I wanna get done to be able to move that forward and how long I realistically think that that's gonna take. And if I focus on that task for that amount of time that I promise myself, I end up with this feeling of satisfaction and trust and belief in myself that I am the kind of person who does what I say I'm going to do. Yes, that's, and I think that's for me for sure. Like, this is when you're kind of start to, <laughs> guilty, I have to move tasks or, you know, little blocks that I, I'm, I'm a more of a block oriented kind of person, but like, okay, sometimes like that time has run away from me. So I shift them to the next day or like it's, scroll it down to the end of the day. I'm going to just finish it off here because I'm going to have a little block of time. So kind of a reshifting your your mindset is, is what, you're, what you're talking about. I feel like in this busy and like we're all getting busier and busier in our lives, right? And our life is becoming increasingly digital. So I feel like we can open up that calendar app and look and see like back to back to back to back to back. I don't know about you, but when I see a day that looks like that, I get a little stressed. <laughs> like I am just like, Oh my gosh, that's a lot. And my immediate first thought is like, when am I going to get a minute for myself, right? Now, there's a way to look at all the work and all the promises and all the things that we're doing as for ourselves, right? Like I said I was going to do it and that somehow like fulfills me in some way. But the other thing is that if you leave space for interruptions, if you actually carve out time where you're not planning to do anything, you end up being in this place where you have more creativity, you have more of yourself because you get that you get that rest and recovery time before you jump into the next thing. It's like, you know, a cross-country person, like if they finished running a cross-country race, wouldn't just then jump into like another track and field event and start like running and jumping, doing hurdles, right? Like that you would expect that person's not going to perform at their best, going back to like our concept of peak performance rest and recovery. We get this like in athletes makes so much sense, but in our everyday lives, it is so incredibly necessary. 
I love that. I've been resisting this for quite some time, again, because face this every time, like look at the calendar and it's just slammed for an appointment, you know, with appointments and activities and things to do. My nutritionist has been asking me to do this for quite some time, but to actually sit down and have a lunch, not looking at a computer, not, you know, just like a quiet 10 minutes by myself. Because usually my, my breakfast and my dinners are pretty hectic with trying to, you know, get all the family stuff and feed my son. So I find that, and I, okay, so I've started doing it. You know, you have to listen to you know, people that you're working with and they're coaching you. So I started doing it and I, I can relate very much to what you're saying. It's like, it's that little recharge, even though sometimes my head is just like still, mind is still going and you're thinking about all this other stuff. But you're, when you're sitting with yourself, even for 10 minutes, it is really impactful. Like it's, you know, it's not half a day for sure because we don't have that, but like 10 little minutes or whatever, 15 minute, minutes that it takes me to eat my lunch intentionally and even feeling more satisfied. Like her ideas doing that are for other reasons, right? For health reasons and, and, and whatnot. But I found other benefits in it like right away, which yeah. I, I was just like stuffing my face and trying to type with one hand and <laughs> multitasking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you get 20 emails done and you forgot to eat your salad, right? It's like, uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Deepak Chopra, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. And I remember reading something from him when I was in my 20s where he said, don't eat when you're doing other things. And especially when you're in a negative state of emotion. So don't eat if you're angry. Don't eat if you're really frustrated. Don't eat if you're super stressed. Now, we all live at a certain level of, you know, kind of like ongoing stress, but bring that down as much as you can. And doing like really conscious cognizant eating is like huge because you'll actually digest and integrate, right? The whole point of consuming food is to energize you and fuel you to go into the rest of your day. If you can't properly incorporate that nutrition, then I mean, what's the point? <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. Hey, money bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my money flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again, and you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. 
So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Can we talk a little bit about, so I know you kind of threw away the, the to-do list and we really focused on where we can give our best energy. So if you picture, you know, anyone's day or you look at your day and, and mine are pretty standard in terms of like my son goes to daycare and I feel like that's the, the time and that's when I work. So it's pretty rigid these days. And then, you know, I have sort of at the end of the day or very early in the morning when I can do some things outside of the family commitments. So when you look at that, right, and it's pretty much the same every day other than, you know, maybe weekends are a little flexible, even though I still tend to do stuff around his nap time. So how, you know, how do you, if you're talking about taking these intentional, you know, focused times or focused breaks, how do you fit this in and like into the schedule? Like how often do you have to do it? What do you see that's working for people that are you know, really like up here at the top level of their performance? Yeah. So honestly, the people who I know who are performing at the highest levels, right? Like, so like celebrities, CEOs of major corporations, like people who have over years been sustaining a high level of, I mean, I'm not talking about like one hit wonders, right? I'm talking about people who have been in the spotlight for years and years. One of the most common things that I see is that they are really, really conscious and really, really intentional about making sure that their daily routine nourishes them. So, you know, there are a lot of different methods, right? There's like the 5 a.m. club. Hey, I am not a 5 a.m. club kind of girl. Like, I don't want to wake it up and try to get it all done before 8 a.m. If that works for you, have at it. But I'm more of like a win the day kind of person. So, I like to make sure that I'm hitting on a couple of like really key things throughout the day. And so I'm going to start off my day by being able to be in some kind of practice of silence, whether that's prayer, whether that's meditation, something where I'm going inward and I'm allowing myself to kind of set my intentions for my day. And then I do some kind of affirmations and I do some kind of journal work. Now, this is all I just kind of want to back up for a second. I have a six-year-old, so we have a school bus to catch. So, and you know, right, kids have nightmares and they come in your bed in the middle of the night. So again, flex with it, right? Like, let's not get rigid about it. But so I will get up and I'll put her on that school bus. And then this is when like that practice for myself starts. If I happen to get a meditation in before she comes in and wakes me up, awesome. And if not, I'm okay with it. I try to be very, very flexible about it, but I try to get these things in throughout the day. So like I said, you know, prayer, meditation, some kind of affirmations and visualizations, really setting those intentions for the day, getting your body moving. For me, I like to try to do at least 15 or 20 minutes a few times a week. If I can do a longer form workout, again, awesome. If not, I don't beat myself up about it, right? I just try to make sure that I'm getting that whole mind-body integration, right? Because like when we're moving our body and when we're getting that energy out and we're not, you know, holding in, it's like we're reducing that cortisol level. We're we're getting our whole entire system oxygenated, right? Like that is really good for that integration of mind-body-spirit. So I want to do that. And I want to do things that 
allow me to feel like I'm continuing to grow. I feel like every single person on this planet is really here to grow and evolve and develop into the highest version of ourselves. And we have a lot of our own built-in answers and internal wisdom and intuition, and we can learn so much from people who have gone through the journey before us, right? So I like to very often listen to style, listen to way more books on Audible these days than I sit down and actually read, you know, but I like to try to get in somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes of being able to listen to some sort of book that I'm into at that point in time. And then I want to make sure that I am having time for the most important relationships in my life. And again, that looks different every single day. But, you know, I want to make sure that a few days a week, like me and my husband get time to like just hang out and be, that it's not just all the, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? But like, I don't know, like he never watched Game of Thrones. I watched it a long time ago, but I'm like sitting down with him a couple nights a week and we're rewatching, well, I'm rewatching it. He's watching it for the first time and we're having so much fun, like just spending time that's not like, what about this? Let's check this off our list. What about this project, right? Like, I don't want to be project managing every moment because that leaves me personally feeling depleted and exhausted. Some moments need to just be for joy. So when I talk about that like journal kind of exercise, I have literally a five-minute journal exercise and I can share it with your listeners if you want. You want to take two minutes to be writing down you know, things that you're grateful for, really tapping into those feelings, those deep feelings of gratitude. And then two minutes to be really tapping into things in life that make you feel abundant. Now, very often as human beings who are seeking greater and greater experience, we want to achieve things, right? In the physical world. So we want more money. We want more clients. We want more time with our loved ones. We want the awesome vacation. We want for things, right? And so those things that we desire, we have to actually align with energetically, I believe. So tapping into where we're already abundant, where we already have so much is the access to being able to have more. So two minutes for abundance. And then that final minute, you just write out three things that you're going to do that day to cultivate joy. And that can be the most basic, simple thing. Like I'm going to have some tea with honey on the back porch today. It's very often one of mine. It doesn't have to take long. It doesn't have to be overly indulgent. You're not looking to try to like go to the spa every single day, but you're looking to do things that can be self-nurturing and that allow you to feel joy without the overwhelming feeling of once I get to that goal, right? Once I achieve that thing, then that's when we're not waiting to be happy. We are in the driver's seat because we're hosting our life now, right? And we are actually getting to say what is going to cause us joy and actively making sure that we create that on a day-by-day basis. Yeah. You just said something that I've heard many times, but most recently last week, I was at a conference and Tony Robbins was the keynote speaker. And the focus of his talk was fear. And one of the things that he you know, kind of the framework that he shared was it ties into growth, right? And how do you know how do we work toward getting away from fear? And so it's that happiness piece, right? Or that the happiness point that everybody's seeking is really not about you getting somewhere, like where about the goal or the destination or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. It's all the stuff you're doing throughout. It's that progress. 
So progress equals happiness. And I was like, oh my God, that is so true. It's that hard stuff that you're going through every day, every minute, every hour is what happy is. So it's not something you're going to do and all of a sudden you're going to be happy. Probably most likely will be unhappy by the time you're done with that because you're going to be on moving on to the next project. It was, it's so powerful. Thank you for confirming that again too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you are actively creating and cultivating joy day by day, you reclaim your power in a big way. You're no longer waiting for the outside world to tell you you can be happy, but you are the one that is creating it from, you know, they say happiness is an inside job, right? <laughs> and that's why you are the one that gets to create it and then gets to radiate it, right? Like why be at the effect of the energy or the vibe of everything else that's going on in the room and instead be the one that affects the energy in the room, be the one that radiates joy, be the one that radiates satisfaction and fulfillment. Watch your life not transform. I mean, I dare you to take and take this on fully and not have your life transform. Yeah, no, totally. So the, the five-minute journal, is this twice a day, once a day? When do you typically do it? Yeah. So for me personally, I do it in the morning. So I'll do a morning meditation and then I'll jump right into my journaling. And that's before I like, you know, hop into the shower. And that's actually shower is usually where I listen to that little book on tape. So, you know, that's kind of the beginning sequence of my day. No, sounds good. Yes. I practice something similar to, I have a gratitude journal that, you know, has the, you know, like you can list three or four things or whatever, you know, whatever's on the mind. And then I kind of liked what you said earlier too, how do you know when you're operating at your highest you know, level of uh, peak performance is when you're winning the day. So one of the things that I found useful is to, you know, just to, the to-do list. I'm, I'm also with you on not having to stress out about it, even though, yes, at some point, and I, it took me a little while to kind of really come to terms with this concept. There are things you're going to have, like you have to do those things, right? Like the tasks don't go away, even though you don't write them down, but you find the most important Three things start with three that are like a hundred percent have to be done, right? Everything else, if you accomplish those three, that was for me to give myself a check mark and say, okay, I won my day. It could be anything, it's not related to your work. It could be, you know, anything throughout. It could be just exercising or even even sitting down to do the journaling is already could be one of the tasks to win your day. So I wanted to ask a clarifying question on like what's your definition of winning the day? How do you judge yourself based on that? So if I get to, you know, I really like Hal Elrod's savers method. So he says like, these are, he calls them your lifesaver tasks. And so scribing is that journaling piece, silence, affirmations, visualizations, exercising and reading. Like if I get to touch on those things in the course of my day, and again, it doesn't have to be like this big, like sometimes we overcomplicate it. Like I can literally, like my scribing, my journaling, five minutes, like it doesn't take much. So if I can touch on these things, I'm like, yes, I have won the day. Because I look at the day as being one, definitely from a feeling perspective. Like mm -hmm. I feel like when I am tending to myself, when I am nourishing myself, that's a win. Anything else that I get to do to move my business forward, to, you know, do some other project that I'm working on, awesome. But honestly, like, I'm here first and foremost to have a joyful life experience. <laughs> so those are the most important things for me to get to in a day. 
Yeah, I, I like how you said that because again, that, that helps to understand like why you don't need to have that to-do list that you know kind of gets you through the day or you think that gets you through the day from being a mom, being a business owner, being you know a, a partner and you know, all of these hats that we have to wear. One of the things that's difficult, I think, for a lot of us is like when you transition from, from wearing these hats, right? You're like five o'clock hits, at least for me, I'm going to go do a daycare pickup. But like, okay, there's this transition period. Okay, I've just been working for so long, right? Or having meetings or whatever it is that I was doing. Now all of a sudden, like, it's like a turn on button. Like, I'm a mom now, right? Put this, you know, mindset back on. And like, okay, I've got to be present. I've got to feel. I've got like, because that's the energy, at least in my head, I want to have around my son. So yeah. like, positions, I'm sure you, you're feeling that too with your daughter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it takes a lot of work. And the more that you do in that, S, shift your perspective work, like all those different practices. So whether that's meditation, whether that's prayer, whether that's time in nature, whatever it is that you can do as a practice to get you more centered, to get you more grounded in who you are and who you really are, the more you start to show up as your true, most authentic self across different environments, right? So I do a lot of work, especially with women who are business owners, where they feel like I have to have like this kind of persona over here. And I feel like a chameleon because when I go over here, I'm, I'm more like this. And I try to distill it down to your one most authentic expression of who you really are. And how do I set my life up so that I can be in the space to be able to show up most fully as myself everywhere I am? I want to be loving and nurturing and dynamic and funny and all of the things that I am with my clients, right? In my business, I want that to come across in my marketing for my business, but I also want to be able to have that way of being that I share that with my daughter. Why should I share the best with my clients and come home like so stressed out and overwhelmed that I don't have my best for the people who matter most in my life, right? That takes something, right? That takes consistent, diligent, committed effort to doing the things that have you feel centered, like the meditation practice, like the exercising, like the journaling. But when you get into that rhythm and when you have that routine of really tending to those parts of yourself, you start to kind of peel back the layers of anything that's not really truly you so that you show up more evenly, more authentically across the board. Yeah, I love it. That's not where I thought this conversation was going, but I'm glad. <laughs> or when we started the topic. <laughs> no, in a good way, in a good way, right? <laughs> yeah, um, because, yeah. I mean, that's we all, we all need to hear that for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you. that's what you probably also discovered working with, with celebrities, right? As, or, or maybe you didn't have any you know, predetermined thoughts going into this work, but... And I'm curious to know, like, have you seen in your work throughout and, you know, the coaching you do for entrepreneurs, is there like a common trait that defines these people and, you know, highlights them as being successful? Mm, yeah. So I find that the most successful people in life, whether they're celebrities, whether they're big CEOs, whether they're small business owners, whether they're, you know, working moms, like whoever they are, the most successful people that I've come across are people who are willing to do the work, right? They are really grounded in 
being able to grow into ever-evolving versions of themselves that allow them to feel that they are knowing themselves more fully and that as a result, they get to show up as the most them they can be in their lives. So, and I think that that takes a certain amount of commitment to certain practices, right? But it also takes being able to surround yourself by people who show you who you are, right? So, I mean, for my celebrity clients, I feel like they're like the best example uh, consistently across the board. I mean, people will hear that I worked with celebrities and they'll be like, well, how is that, right? Because we have this kind of like default with like, it must have been divas and like those personalities and managing all those needs. And quite honestly, the most amazing people that I could have ever worked with because they are so committed to their practices of being able to be centered, to be grounded, to have people around them who empower them. And to be able to put that out in the world. So if you can organize your life in such a way that you daily take the time to tap into how friggin' awesome you are and how much you have to give in the world, and then surround yourself with people who continue to remind you how awesome you are and how much you have to give, totally set up to win. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. As you were describing you know, the work with the celebrities, I think they have a lot of pressure, right, on them because of the life that they live. And so, yes, I mean, not all of them have a perfect life and that's okay too, right? We're all humans, but it's like being on this, you know, spotlight all the time really changes everything that you do in your day. And just like a complete operation, like, you know, the the complete new operational system that you have to download to be able to, you know, to actually really live your life. So it's, It's awesome. I'm excited. For the time that we have today, how our listeners can connect with you. I know you have your own podcast too. So yeah, share share a little more, please. Yeah. So for anybody in your community that's listening, that's a business owner, my podcast is The Upleveled Entrepreneur. And I share a lot of this like business, mindset, marketing, that kind of stuff over there. And for anybody else who's just wanting to stay in touch and, you know, hear more of this kind of conversation about balancing life and being able to host their life, I'm super active on Instagram. So my handle over there is at a Freeman underscore Insta. Sounds good. We're going to include this in our show notes as well. And I know your host your life method. You also have a class, I think, uh, that you teach around that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have the Host Your Life Accelerator, and that's a program for entrepreneurs who are wanting to scale their business, you know, into that multi six and seven figures, but again, without burnout in a really conscious, mindful way so that they can really make the difference that they feel they're here to make on the planet. Awesome. Yes. Let's include more details on that because I'm I'm personally interested on it as well. Thank you so much, Andrea, for your time today. Any last minute thoughts for our listeners? No, get out there, seek and create joy on a daily basis and just go live an awesome life. That is awesome. Thank you so much again. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years 
created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.